following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I don't remember Sherlock Holmes ever mentioning what you're supposed to do when you've eliminated everything improbable and nothing is left. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gettin' Loser, we're starting a podcast. Back again, it's your boy Cheetah. Yo, El Chubby Tan is in the building. It's your boy Chop, you know, chopping it over here. And introducing Papa Chipotle. <laughs> no. It's Papa Chimera. <laughs> Papa Chipotle. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, uh, what the hell is that word? We'll compromise with uh, Fiden and give you keep the pop apart, Papa Chimera. Is your mic on? Sure, don't sound like it. No, there it is. There, there, there we go. Sorry, a little technical difficulty there, but we're good. Dude, we got a full fucking house. We'll see yeah, man. Lucky. It's been. I don't. Th- I don't think we've ever had a four uh, host episode since you came on, Choop. It's the first one ever. Well, no, yep, well no, in no. here, yeah. Yeah, well, in the cave, at least. Oh, dude. This is the first time in the cave, all four. Last time we all seen each other was three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it's been a little... Three or four. <laughs> been a little, some turbulence lately, but yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, we got, we, we got kicked out the couch. Yeah, the couch don't like us, man. Yeah, well, I, I'll never do a fucking couch episode yeah. ever again in my life. I'm not going to lie, I miss the comfort of the couches, but... It is super comfortable. It's super comfortable out there, but I don't fucking trust that computer anymore. It's burned us too many times, man. It's like when you go to that one. It's like when you got that one girlfriend, and she like gives you herpes just like one time. But you're like, it was just once. Maybe yeah. it's worth going back. Or like when you like get wasted as fuck off of one alcohol, and then anytime you smell it or anything, yeah. you just instantly go back. Pretty much. Yeah. Now when I like see a couch, I just have like Vietnam flashbacks. Oh no! Of Bad. like recording the whole episode and then it getting deleted. Bad vibes. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh. The four of us are together. We're back for another fucking banger episode this week. Uh, but before we get into that, anything anybody want to talk about? You know, pretty crazy. Uh, kind of interesting week, you know, a little bit. So Bills fucking humbled the Dolphins yet again. Fucking a right. That's why they call him Daddy Allen. Fucking you know? pieces are coming together, dude. Yeah, you know, the Dolphins. For the first three games, Dolphins just played uh, a good team. And there two other teams just me garbage. Yeah, well, they're the, a hype train. Well, the Chargers are a good team, but just like always, the Chargers fall apart. Just like they always do. Fucking Billy's D, dude, showing out. We're the turnover kings, bro. Yes. Yeah, but uh, just like that, it's like that, uh, if you guys have ever seen that Thanos meme where it says, did you win? And he's like, yes, and it says, oh, what did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened to us. We won the game. It was fucking beautiful. We lost Trey White. Again for the season already. 
terrible, Poor fucking man. guy, man. Fuck. The guy worked so hard. You could tell, too. You knew. He knew. He knew what it was immediately. Yeah, when you see that helmet go for Yeah, he was fucking... Oh, I don't blame him. He was pissed, man. Yo, I thought they were fighting on the field. Yeah, it was brutal. But, uh... In true Bills Mafia, uh, you know, in their uh, own way, they support the way that, the best way they know how, and I think they ended up raising like thirteen thousand dollars for Trey's uh, charity right after the after the game ended. Yeah, so, that's fire. pretty badass. Shout out to them, man. You know, them drunken fucks. They're good when you want them to be. You know, they're good when it counts. But most of the time, they're just drunk and they slam each other through tables or fucking fall into a fucking. Somebody said that. I was reading something on X the other day. Somebody was saying that uh, the Bills are three and zero since someone fell in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, maybe we need to uh, start using a sacrificial yeah, lamb every week. Sacrifice one. Just the hole push someone year. down there every week so that they can. Uh... Oh, Yoder's got the fucked up. Yoder's mic. a new me over here. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Hey, look, his mic standing mic. up. He gives the mic a Viagra. Stiff up now. You had to take it there. Dude. Always make it weird, man. <laughs> yeah, just make it. Speaking of weird, this dude told the most unfunny joke ever at Seven Eleven, and the, the fucking cashier laughed like it was the funniest joke in the world. I, no. ju- I must have just missed you guys because I went to our normal fucking Seven Eleven. Yeah, there. I went to go put my card in to pay for my shit, and she's like, "Oh, it's gonna beep, but don't pull it out, okay?" And he's like, "Oh, that's what she said." <laughs> Ladies fucking laughing hysterically, like it's the funniest joke in the world. We're walking out. He's like, "Why didn't you laugh at him?" I'm like, "Cause it wasn't funny." <laughs> You're in there cracking up like it's the funniest thing yeah. they've ever heard. Yo, know, I came back with a rebound comes. So you know, also it's funny. It's your face. <laughs> he's been saying that same comeback for fucking ten years, and it's never been funny hey, ever. Hey. Hey, at least you got the laugh, laugh out of the chick, you know. Fuck. Well, she, you know, she kind of looks like. I seen her. I seen yeah. her. No offense to her, but do do we? Me and she miss miss our one cashier. This, this old this old lady. The f- have you said one? Yeah, the one used to flirt. Like I don't know her. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, fuck! I've been in there mad times. You motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah man. So uh, what else is going on? I'm eating. I'm fucking starving. Fuck, I'm mad as fuck. I lost my first game in fucking fantasy. Well, welcome to the loser crowd. This dude <laughs> literally texted us the group chat and said, oh, I think I'm about to go undefeated. <laughs> and then fucking hour later, boom, lost. Boom, lost. I'm like, damn. Spoke too soon, I was, la- I was, I was laughing. I, I stuck a little bit. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, big primetime game coming up, huh? Yeah, man. That'll be cool, fucking London. Did you see they're selling, like, um, leather jackets to commemorate the game? And it's $800. Of course it is. For an official leather one. But it's fucking fire. You open it up, and it's got the Union Jack on the inside. That's badass. That's did you see uh, Did you see the video that the, the Bills put out about uh, the London game? It was, like, Dawson Knox and Josh Allen. It was, like, uh, it was like uh, Sunday game, isn't it? And it was just them trying to be British was fucking hilarious. Yo, how about Knox fucking steamrolling that dude last game? Got the angry runs from uh, fucking uh, Kyle Brandt. They even made a shirt. Dawson Knox angry runs. I was surprised they didn't give it to fucking Diggs, man. He broke them two tackles for a touchdown. Yeah, that or, shit was wild. When he caught that touchdown pass and he just looked down at the guy who was like falling all over the fucking place. That shit place. was fucking wild. Fuck yeah, man. Yo, and big man. game Gabe, too. Your boy. I was thinking about you guys. Yo, uh, Big old Gabey. I'm just I'm just looking at my email. Um, 
to find some of my VIP VIP picture to uh, to use. Man, fucking Bert. Uh, Bert. He looked like a fucking uh, serial killer. Like he's a soul eater. Who? Bert, the lead singer. Of who? The use. Oh. Nice segue, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about fucking Gabe Davis, and he goes in the the used. Good job. Just played yourself. Hey, uh, funny little n- yeah, tidbit, if you guys didn't know. Did you know that Shane Gillis and Gabe Davis are friends? I'm not surprised by that. It's pretty cool. Yo, uh, fucking love shit. Yo, Shane Gillis has quickly become one of my favorite comedians, dude. It's pretty funny. That dude's fucking funny. You seen his special on Netflix? No, I keep seeing clips of it, though. hilarious, dude. He talks about, like, uh, he talks about this uncle he has that has Down syndrome. It's fucking the funniest shit I've ever heard. He said, I don't know if you could tell by looking at me, but if people in my family have Down syndrome. <laughs> and then he looks like this. He's like, it nicked me a bit. He does kind of got the face a little, don't he? Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. He's talking about how his uncle sneaks grilled cheeses into restaurants that don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, funny. so it's fucking... fucking Shane Gillis, the whole shit was SNL. That, like, plastered man's whole career. Oh, yeah. Now he's, like, the line pusher guy. Wait, is this that guy in that video I sent you? Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm going to call the person I hate. I fucking yeah, hate it's you. from his it's from his sketch show, Gillian Keeves. He got he got wasted at Barstool, and he almost beat up one of their interns. <laughs> Yo, um, Choop, I'm going to have to send you that picture. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you calling these people? I was like, oh, we're fucking going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically like him like on a plane that's about to crash, and he just starts calling like businesses. He's like, I'm going to come down. I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> you fucking suck at your job. He's like, suck at your job. You fucking work. Like, wouldn't you want to call your wife? And he's like, why? Listen, her bitch for my last five minutes. Fuck that. <laughs> And the lady's like, oh, you're so fucking rude. And he's like, oh, well, we're going to die. And everyone's on the phone to love him. He's like, I fucking hate you, Grandma. I fucking hate you. You want to watch funny gonna, shit? If that ever happened to me, I'm rubbing one out. Fuck it. Yo, if you want to watch some funny shit, dude, go on uh, Spotify. Go to Joe Rogan's pod and watch uh, the Protect, Your Par- Protect Our Parks episodes. Mm. It's literally just him. Mark Norman, Shane oh, Gillis, yeah, yeah. and Ari Schaefer just sitting around talking shit. Yeah, and they're on shrooms. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. It's one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my life. Yo, Chubby, you should also watch the uh, the Machine. The movie. No. Machine, yeah. Don't watch it. It's terrible. I was going to see that in the theater. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It was actually funny. It's good. It's pretty good. Speaking of theaters, dude, I got to go see the new Saw, bro. Let's go see the new Saw, you guys. That shit looks fire. I heard it. Yeah, someone else told me that, too. They said that some theaters are giving out doggy bags because how gruesome it is. Sweet. I'm going to fucking fart. I'm going to throw up out of my ass when I watch it, dude. That's that's descriptive. You're welcome. Yo, yo, like, like what I did earlier in here? Yeah. Dude, you dropped a fucking bomb, dude. (laughs) That wasn't even a fart, dude. That was a... Yo, Adam talk, Bomb. Talking to your mic a little bit, Yoder? Hey, hey. Oh, there you go. Hey, hey. That sound, I, thought, I thought it was a little low. Sound a little low for a second. Yoder's just a, a low talker. He's like that <laughs> Seinfeld episode, the low talker. It's better than a close talker. Yes. That is the Seinfeld episode, close talker, right? Oh, you mean like how fucking Chop gets right up to his mic when he talks? Like this? <laughs> Puts it basically in his mouth? Yeah. Yeah, look, you're doing it right now. You know what they passed out at my work today? What? COVID guidelines. Yeah, they're doing it at my job again, too. Ramping up, boys. Our whole front desk went out with COVID. <laughs> so that was fun. 
Good times. All my bosses are reaching for their masks again. And they're like, well, you don't got to wear them this time. And I'm like, good, because I wasn't going to. So, <laughs> thank you. I hope we don't put up the plastic. That Mine plastic never nice. took, my place never took it down. They still got it up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that plastic is like, I feel like we're inmates. Yeah, it does. Yo, how about the, I heard a government shutdown. It's about to come unshut down. What's going on? They never shut down. What are you talking about? They got a deal at the last second. Yeah. Huh. They got rid of McCarthy. Yeah, then they got rid of McCarthy. Yeah, I heard about that. It's like the guy's like, yeah, we just got rid of this fucking asshole uh, next. <laughs> Yo, I, I heard, um, I, I know I don't really want to talk about politics, but I heard uh, Trump's little rally he had. <laughs> he was just going at Biden. He's like, you know, you saw with these, all these sh- with all these shootings and shit, like all these riots. You shoot a motherfucker at the store. Almost was like a fake one. They, uh, speaking of him, something hilarious my dad told me the other last week. Um, the last debate when that fucking Chris Christie, you know, that fucking loser. Oh, the fat He's like, oh, we're not going to call him Donald Trump. We're going to call him Donald Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess when Trump heard that, he said, that's okay because I'm going to call you Chris Krispy Kreme Donut. Yo, Yo, love or hate that dude, he's always got the greatest comeback. Dude, Dude, he always always. smokes boots out here, bro. Shit's fucking hilarious. Undefeated. All right, well, uh, you guys got anything else you want to mention real quick before we hop into this? Uh, Real quick, we mentioned last episode about Drew Barrymore. She suffered some backlash. Oh, yeah. She was supposed to uh, start the 16th of October, but however, because she talked about going on without the writer's strike, uh, her three writers refused offers. Yes. So now they're, she's got to look for more writers. Fuck oh, idiot. how the turntables. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, we could address the the obvious, but I don't want to. It's been dressed enough in the past two weeks. I don't want to dress it ever again. I don't think it needs to be said ever again. Yo, um... Not I quite sure what you're talking about, but moving oh, oh, on. Oh, moving on. Oh, oh, we're talking about the drip war. We're talking about the, the strikes. No, no, I wasn't talking about that. Whatever he said after that. You know what? <laughs> it's taken over our game. That. Mm. That. Oh, the Swifties. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Yo, I just had to fucking mention it, didn't you? Dude, it, dude it's a hot topic right now. What are we, a fucking, what is this, the Wendy Williams show? We don't talk about hot topics. I just think it's funny that fucking Kelsey's like being a diva already now and shit, because he's, he's probably getting smoked by his boys and shit, man. You gotta imagine, right? Or or I bet they put in his locker room, like, little, like, girly stuff. Yeah, they're probably fucking with him like crazy. Here's what I want to know. Why would you show off Taylor Swift so much at the game when fucking Blake Lively was right next to her and she's Yo, way fucking her, hotter. Yeah, bro. I didn't realize that's who it was. The actress. Blake Lively's fine as hell. That's why. That's where I went. Reynolds, hell life, yeah. right? Oh Yo, my you, gosh, you, you, hell! If you think about it, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman was was on there. Somebody sent me a TikTok. It's like, man, fuck Taylor Swift. Look at Hugh. Look at Wolverine Deadpool. Yo, the worst thing to come out of all this fucking uh, Taylor Swift shit is. I used to be a really big Taylor Swift fan, and, like, I'm slowly starting to hate her now because she's fucking everywhere, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. They're going to make me dislike her more than I already dislike right. Britney Mahomes. Well, as much, even as much as I like, right, dislike right. her, I'd still smash. 
Oh yeah, too. Me too. No of course. Come on. Like, yeah. Yo, just just imagine they break up. Taylor got a fucking hit song. I, you took my tight end from me. <laughs> I don't love know. With a football boy. She'd be like, my end was tight before I met you. <laughs> now it's not. Did Yo. you guys hear who was at the game? Who? Uh, obviously, you know that Drew Bledsoe was there because he was the legend. Yeah. For the Bills. Miami's legend was Dan Marino. Ugh. Dude, Marino always comes, always comes. Yo, to fucking Dan Marino kissed a man in Ace Ventura once. Just saying. <laughs> and the surprise was OJ. No fucking way. Yeah, OJ was oh yeah, I heard about that. How fucking dude. amazing. Well, but um, Puppy Yoda, if you think about it, Dan Marino, always come to the Buffalo home games. Always, because him and Jim Kelly are best friends, kind of. Yo, plus the, yeah, plus the rivalry, you know. Yo, the funniest fucking thing still to this day about OJ is when he was on somebody's pod once, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't go to LA anymore because I don't want to run in a Colts killer." <laughs> like my man is the fucking king of trolling. Like, bro, come on. Oh, they, we all know. They blame Buffalo for that, by the way. Uh, they also blame Buffalo for the reason Kim Kardashian's famous. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the Super Bowl or whatever. If OJ wasn't in Buffalo, he would uh, have, hey, yeah. never have met Nicole. I, I did hear that. Which we wouldn't yeah. have what we had. What but, a great but theory. OJ was the best running back we had. The loose, the juice cannon. The juice is loose. Hey, juice is loose with that white... Uh, four Bronco, 92 Four Bronco going to the L.A. Highway. Hey, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, yeah Why do you tra- know so many fucking specific details about it? What do you got, like, memorized? He opens his closet. It's just a picture of O.J. covering candles. <laughs> he just kisses it every night. All right, let's get in this. It's fucking late, okay? And I got shit to do tomorrow. By shit to do oh, tomorrow, I mean nice. work. All right, well, this week... Nice, man. This week, we're talking about Something that me and Choop wanted to talk about for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good fucking, uh, real head-scratcher kind of thing. We're talking about the Dilatov Pass incident. Dun, 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 dun. What the fuck? Who's that? My fan just shut off. Oh, I thought that was a computer again. I have started having flashbacks. No, All right? No, it's not a computer. The computer's good? Yeah. Oh, the fuck? This place is on, man. Maybe you sat back and unplugged that, bitch. No, no, it's on. I can, I can see the red light. Yo, I'm like... I don't know. My computer's still charging. Yo, I'm, it's on right now, too. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, then the light wouldn't been on. Dude, I, dude, I'm just like, all right, I'm hearing something beep. Like, because I'm, I'm getting the fan over here as well, too. But, it, but anyways, let's talk about this good-ass, weird-ass topic I just discovered today. Uh, <laughs> no, nah. even though I told you about it a fucking week ago. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, true head scratcher, bro. Some really weird shit going on with this one. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, let's, let's get into it. Basically, uh, in 1959, a group was, formed for a, group was formed for a skiing expedition across the northern Urals and Serdovsklosk Oblast Soviet Union. Soviet Union. According to Prote- Prosecutor Templov, documents that were found in the tent of the expedition suggest that the expedition was named for the 21st Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union was possibly dispatched by local Komsomol organization. 
Igor Dilatov, a 23-year-old radio engineering student at the Ural Polytech Institute. The leader assembled a group of nine others for the trip, most of whom were fellow students and peers at the university. The initial group consisted of eight men and two women, but one member later turned back due to health issues. Each member of the group was an experienced grade 2 hiker with ski tour experience and would be receiving grade 3 certification upon the return. At the time, grade 3 was the highest certification available in the Soviet Union and required candidates to traverse 300 kilometers. The route was designed by Tylotov's group to reach the far northern regions of the Serbdolovsk Oblast and the upper streams of the Lazva River. The route was approved by the Serbdolovsk City Route Commission. This was a division of the Serbdolovsk Committee of Physical Culture and Sport. (laughs) And they confirmed confirmed the group of 10 people on January 8, 1959. The goal of the expedition was to reach Ortotin, a mountain 10 kilometers kilometers north of the site where the incident occurred. This route, estimated as Category 3, was undertaken in February, the most difficult time to traverse. Uh, on, January, on January 23, 1959, the Dilatov group was issued their route book, which listed their course as following, the number 5 trail at the time, the Servo de Glosk, City Committee of Physical Culture and Sport listed approval for 11 people. The 11th person was named Semyon Zolotarov, who was previously certified to go with another expedition of similar difficulty. The Tylotov group, Tylotov group left Serdolovskit City on the same day they received the route book. So that guy, the actual one that got added to the group, there's like a lot of theories about him. And it's a lot of sketchy shit uh, about his past, and he's like mm-hmm. he's like fifteen years older than all these guys. Right, just seems weird. Yeah, there's uh, so the crew consisted of uh, Igor Dilatov. He was he was the uh, leader of it all. Yuri Doroshenko, Lydia Lidomila Dubina, Georgi uh, Krivoshensko. Alexander Kolotov, Zenyadia Kolodgrovo, Rustam Solobodin, <laughs> Nikolai Thubro Briganolos, Semyon Zolotov, and then Yuri Yudin. Hold on, before you continue on. I'll give you props. Nah, fuck. I'll I'll <laughs> slam them, motherfucker. Well, you know, every Russian group has an Igor. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, there's like a fucking, like fucking twelve thousand Igors in Soviet Union. It's far more. Every other person is named Igor over there. Even the women probably are named Igor. Yeah, it's like they just ran out of names. They're like, fuck it. Igor sounds good. Uh, the group arrived by train at Ivdel. Ivdel a town at the center of the northern province of Servdoglas Oblast in the early morning hours of January 25th, 1959. They tr- took a truck to Vizhai, a lorry village that is the last inhabited settlement to the north. While spending the night in Vizhai, 
The sky, skiers purchased and ate loaves of, loaves of bread to keep their energy levels up for the following day's hike. On January 20th, 27th, they began their trek toward Gora Ortuin. On January 28th, one member, Yuri Yurden, who had several health alignments, uh, turned back due to knee and joint pain that made him unable to continue the hike. The remaining nine hikers continued the trek. Uh, diaries and cameras found around their last campsite made it possible to track the group's route up to the day preceding the incident. On January 31st, Jan- on January 31st, the group arrived at the edge of a highland area and began to prepare for climbing. In a wooded valley, they cached surplus food and equipment that would be used for the trip back. The next day, hikers started to move through the pass. It seems they planned to get over the pass and make camp for the next night on the opposite side. But because of worsening weathers, uh, weather conditions, snowstorms, and discreet, decreasing visibility, they lost their direction and de- deviated west toward the top of Kalalat Saikaha. When they realized their mistake, the group decided to set up camp there on the slope of the mountain rather than move 1.5 kilometers downhill to a forested area that would have offered some shelter from the weather. Yudin speculated Dialtov probably did not want to lose the altitude they had gained, or he decided to practice camping on the mountain slope. So this motherfucker didn't want to go in the woods to be safe. Well, yeah, he was already, they already got you know a good amount of altitude. He didn't want to lose it and have to backtrack again, you know. Plus, yeah, he's probably true. like, fuck, we'll use this as part of our practice, and we'll practice what it's like to camp on the side of a mountain, basically, or on like an incline. Which is, I mean, you know, I'm sure looking back now, they probably wouldn't have done that, but you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, before leaving, Dilatov had agreed he would send a telegram to their sports club as soon as the club returned to Vizhai. It was expected that this would happen no later than tw- February 12th, but Dilatov had told Yudin before he departed from the group that he expected it to be longer. When the 12th passed and no messages had been received, there was no immediate reaction as delays of a few days were common with such expeditions. On February 20th, the traveler's relatives demanded a rescue operation and the head of the institute sent the first rescue groups consisting of volunteers, students, and teachers. Later, the army and police forces became involved with planes and helicopters ordered to join the operation. On February 26, the searchers found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent on Colot Cycli. The campsite baffled the search party. Mikhail Chevron, the student who found the tent, said that the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Mm. Investigators said that the tent had been cut open from the inside, there was nine sets of footprints left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe or even barefoot could be followed leading down to the edge of a nearby wood. On the opposite side of the pass, 1.5 kilometers to the northeast, after 500 meters, these tracks were covered with snow. At the forest edge, under a large Siberian pine, the searchers found the visible remains of a small fire. There were two... These... There were the first two bodies, those of Krivishenko 
and Doroshenko, shoeless and dressed only in underwear. The branches on the trees were broken up up to five meters high, suggesting that one of the skiers had climbed up to look for something, perhaps the camp. Or, is, or. That, is that what happened? Maybe it was a or creature. Or they been fucking flung up into the trees, bro. Maybe. Or maybe they were trying to climb the tree to get away from right? something. This is so weird, bro. So all these experienced trekkers just leave their tents with no... In the si- in Siberia with no clothes on? And why the fuck was it cut from the inside out, their tents? Like you they know, were trying to escape something. Or what if someone was inside the tent? That's what I just fucking said. They were trying to escape oh. something. Or what if one of them turned into a demon? What if... You ever heard the story of... So they say that the um, from bread you can get a certain type of poison. And they say that the Salem witch trials... Uh, could have been caused by this argon poisoning from bread. They mm. said they took fucking how much bread with them was the bread was contaminated and they started tripping and they're like out oh. there tripping and not knowing Maybe. what the fuck's going on. You that know? could be it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but you tell me you're going out in the fucking snow. Certain deaths, dude. Like, dude, I really, if I was in that situation and I know I'm fucked up, I might just off myself in the tent, nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, right. Why the fuck uh, would do the extra fucking misery? Between the pine and the camp, the searchers found three more corpses. Dyotov, Komogorvo, and Solbadin, who died in poses suggesting they were attempting to return to the tent. They were found at a distance of 300, 480, and 630 meters from the tree. So that's crazy. Yo, think about this. Like, if, imagine if it was a creature... So the first one gets caught at 380 meters. The other two are still running. So the next one, he catch, the fucking creature catches up to the next one at 500 feet. And then this last one at like 650. Yeah, well, there's a grizzly bear. And grizzly bear ain't wolves. no fucking grizzly bear, man. Yeah, ain't no motherfucking grizzly bear go up there. Ain't far. no grizzly bear leaving that many. He ain't leaving bodies like that. It would have torn him the fuck up. It could have been a fucking, could have been, you know. No, nah, no, no, man. <laughs> no, no, Bigfoot is not in that territory. It could have been a Yeti. The Yeti, that's uh, the same deal, basically. Same type. Yeah, man. Everybody knows a fucking Bigfoot is just summer's fucking Yeti, dude. Come on. Everybody knows that. <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, three. Fine. Oh. I'm sorry. Three people died of odd. You got a fatal sc- uh, skull injury, severe chest trauma. And internal bleeding. Mm, mm, Bad mm. weather? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That shit don't cause no... So... Like, literally, one of the guys, literally, they said that he was so... Like, his body was so fucked up that it would look like the force that it would take, like, getting hit by a car. That's That's what what his body was in. That's, like, the the shape his body was in, like, being... Like, what it would be like if you were hit by a car. All, like, contorted up and shit. Or it could be a snowmobile. No, it wasn't. So no, I'm just saying they they got they got like uh, rakes and shit just covered their tracks. Yeah, because they're gonna have somebody sit on the back of a fucking snowmobile with a rake to cover their sure. tracks. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, fucking it's Russia. an option. It's an option. Yo. Uh, they were saying a lot of these guys were researchers too, right? Um, and that maybe that other guy that got added was like a um, like a Soviet Union spy to see what these guys were researching on. Like maybe they were on to something. Mm-hmm. And got about, silenced, you know. You talking about uh, Simeon? Yeah, Simeon. Yeah, Simeon. Simeon. 
Uh, finding the remaining four travelers took more than two months. They were found on May 4th under four meters of snow in a ravine 75 meters further mm. into the woods from the pine tree. Three of the four were better dressed than the others, and there were signs of, that some clothing of those who had died first had been removed for use by the <laughs> others. Dubina was wearing Krovashinsko's burned, torn trousers, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket. You yeah, what if someone was chasing them before their final death? Yeah, they probably were, man, and they fell into a ravine and they couldn't make it out. And she was like, fuck, maybe if I tear their clothes off, I could survive a little longer. But then she couldn't make it either. Mm. You never know. <laughs> a uh, legal inquest started immediately after the first five bodies were found. A medical examination found no injuries that might have led to their deaths, and it was concluded that they had all died of hypothermia. Hypothermia. Mm -hmm. But Sobodin had a small crack in his skull, but that it was thought not to be a fatal wound. An examination of the four bodies found in May shifted the narrative of the incident. Three of the hikers had fatal injuries. Thabot had major skull damage, and Dubina and Solotov... And major chest fractures. They said the one guy, when they found his body, his chest was caved in. Yeah. Hypothermia ain't chest, caving your fucking chest in, bro. They can turn your limbs black. For but it ain't turning your... Ain't ma hey, they said his chest was literally caved in. That ain't happening from hypothermia. Ain't no fucking way. They could say all they want, but that ain't... But, that ain't um, so, so this is essentially... Um, go ahead, go ahead. Um... During the uh, during this hike, one uh, this one uh, the USA and uh, Soviet Union was in their Cold War era, right? Yeah, you, a lot of people blame the U.S. Man, hey, wait, man, you can't blame the USA for this one. We just keep our nose out of business. Not really. They said that uh, according to Boris Vosodeny, the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparable to that of a car crash. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with bone fractures, as if they had been subjected to a high level of pressure. All four bodies found at the bottom of the creek in a running stream of water had soft tissue damage to their head and face. For example, Dabina, here's where it gets really fucking weird. Dabina was missing her tongue, eyes, and part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and fragment of her skull bone. Yeah, there had to be some. And they said when her tongue was ripped out, it was ripped out from the base. Like from the bottom of where your tongue is, it was ripped out from there. Hypothermia ain't doing that shit. You're Bro. telling me there wasn't so sneaky shit going on there? Dude, there was a government base nearby, man. Maybe they had a fucking Yeti and it got loose. Or Samsquanch. And they had to fucking cover it up somehow. Well, the Samsquans is in Canada. <laughs> Especially if it's like during, if it's like Cold War era, they were doing all types of weird shit, dude. They were had, dude. They had tons of fucking wild experiments they were working on back in that time, dude. It would have been no surprise to me if it was some crazier shit. Uh, Zolotov also had his eyeballs missing, and Alexander Kolotov was missing his eyebrows. 
V.A. Vorsodeni, the forensic expert performing the postmodern mortem examination, judged that these injuries happened postmortem due to the location of the bodies in the stream. There was initial speculation that the indigenous Mansi people, reindeer herders local to the area, had attacked and murdered the group for encroaching upon their lands. Several Mansi were interrogated, but the investigation indicated that the nature of the deaths did not support this hypothesis. Only the hikers' footprints were visible, and they showed no sign of hand-to-hand struggle. Although the temperature was very low, around negative 25 to negative 30 degrees Celsius, which would be negative 13 and negative 22 Fahrenheit. Holy shit. With a storm blowing, the dead were only partially dressed. Some had only one shoe, while others only wore socks. Some were found wrapped in snips of ripped clothes that seemed to have been cut from others who were already dead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That shit about the Mansi people is pretty pretty crazy. If you Are you telling me that these people live out there in Siberia and they don't know how to hide their tracks, though? Yeah, I mean, come on. They're probably th- experts at it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you can interrogate them all you want. You know, they know how to keep that shit with them to the grave. Exactly. You, know, um, you think gangsters can have a code of silence? Yeah, don't them motherfuckers me. really have it. Yeah. Uh, I just look up the Cold War was from March 12, 1941 to December 26, 1991. So fall falls within it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This happened in 59, I think. Uh, yeah, the journalist reported on the available parts of the inquest files claim that it states, six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There were no indications of other people nearby. Apart from the nine travelers, the tent had been ripped open from within. The victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. Traces from the camp showed that all the group members left the campsite of their own accord on foot. Some levels of radiation were found on one victim's clothing. Oh, that, you know, that, that right there. That's where it starts to get even weirder. Yes. Um, that supposed that guy with all the radiation on his clothes, he worked at one of the bad... Uh, one of the three worst uh, nuke plants that, ha- that got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? See, these guys knew shit, too. These these weren't just, like, regular people, bro. I, I bet, like, one or two more regular people. Like, oh, I'm out here hiking and skiing because that's what I do best. To well, dis- they're all researchers, so, you know. To dispel the people. theory of an attack by the indigenous Mansi people, Verso Denny stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. So he didn't say that it couldn't that it was caused by weather. He said it couldn't have been caused by humans. That's interesting. The fucking grizzly bears, man. Maybe these Mansi people got some fucking, you know, a lot of uh, people they're into dude. like a lot of, you know, spiritual shit. Maybe they got something spiritual on their side. Bro, they called up the ancestors on them, bro. Maybe, man. Maybe they called up a yeti. Yo, maybe they yeah. have power. To, maybe they have connection to a yeti Spirit. that protects their land. Ooh, bro. Ooh, you know what? Maybe they had a skinwalker. Dude, skinwalker. Oh. Skinwalkers not traveling that far. How the fuck you know? They're everywhere. The fuck? How you know you're not a skinwalker? Skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you don't like to play the meat flute? <laughs> hey, all of us in this room play over our meat six. Yeah, but you let other people play with yours, not women. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, wait, wait. Hey, hey. Hey, Jack, listen. <laughs> I don't get it. No. <laughs> no, I don't get it either. I don't know, man. I'm off my game tonight, okay? I'm tired. <laughs> no, no, no. Shoot. If he's tired, he's going to try to threaten. He's going to threaten to fight you. That's when he knows he's tired. He'll start to fight you, motherfucker. Yeah. I said, he's a shop. He said, shop bitch, I'm going to fucking fight you. Released. <laughs> released documents contain no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs. Uh, also, there were no survivors. At the time of the conf- official conclusion was that the group members had died because of compelling natural force. The inquest officially seized in May 1959 as a result of the absence of a guilty party. The files were sent to a secret archive. In 1997, it was revealed that the negatives from the Krishenko's camera were kept in a private archive of one of the investigators, Lev Nikitich Ivanov. The film material was donated by Ivanov's daughter to the Dilatov Foundation. The diaries of the hiking party fell into Russia's public domain in 2009. Yo, uh, before you continue on, that mountain they're on, they're going to bring that into a war zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, on April 12, 2018, Zolotov's remains were exhumed on the initiative of journalist of the Russian tabloid newspaper Komsolaka Pravda Kondrykrant Contradictory results were obtained. One of the experts said that the character of the injuries resembled a person being knocked down by a car, and the DNA analysis did not reveal any similarity to the DNA of living relatives. In addition, it turned out that Zolotov's name was not on the list of those buried at the Afkinskoy Cemetery. Nevertheless, the reconstruction of the face from the exhumed skull matched post-war photographs of Zolotov, Although journalists expressed suspicions that another person was hiding under Zolotov's name after World War II. Literally just feeds into the thing we've been talking about this whole time. That maybe one of them wasn't who they said he was. Maybe the Zolotov dude wasn't even the real dude. Yeah. Maybe someone took his identity after the World War II. You know, in that mountain region, the Unreal Mountain, I was looking up, is um, they have like... Owls, fa- falcons, brown bear, the uh, yeah, the brown bear, the lynx, wolverines, elks, are all found in the forest area. And yetis, impossible yetis, yetis, and yetis, they're there. They're just good at hiding. In February two thousand nineteen, Russian authorities reopened the investigation into the incident, although only three possible action- explanations were being considered. An avalanche, a slab avalanche, or a hurricane. The possibility of a crime had been discounted. A hurricane on a mountain? Yeah, that's a that's the so in twenty nineteen a cover up came around. Yeah, of course. Somebody probably found out what was really going on, so they reopened it. Yeah, her- and then classified it as a fucking An avalanche is gonna rip your fucking tongue out. Right? What? And if they got caught in an avalanche, they'd have all their fucking clothes on, or they'd be in sleeping bags, bro. Come no. on now, man. I think the gov- I think the, the USSR government has something to do with that for sure. If I had to bet, I'd definitely say some shady shit went on. Don't forget, it was during the heart of the Cold War. 
Oh, here you go. Here, wait, wait. Here we go. Uh, Yuri Kentovic, who was 12 years old at the time and who later became the head of the uh, based Dilatov Foundation, attended five of the hikers' funerals and recalled their skin had a deep brown tan to them. And, and so deep brown tan and the radiation, bro. Aliens. Maybe. Dude, they stumbled upon a fucking alien base out in fucking Well, here's Siberia. about the. This is about to feed into your your uh, theory. Oh! Another group of hikers reported that they saw strange orange spheres in the sky to the north on the night of the incident. Similar th- spheres were observed in Ivedale and adjacent areas continually during the period from February to March 1959 by various appendant. Independent witnesses, these sightings were not noted in the 1959 no, no, no. investigation. Go back, read the parentheses. By uh, various independent witnesses. Including the meteorology service and, and the, military. the military. These sightings were not noted in the 1959 investigation, and the various witnesses came forward years later. There it is, folks. I'm convinced. <laughs> Fucking aliens, bro. Well, I mean. Eh. Oh, God. That's what that's what you wanted to do this episode a long time ago. <laughs> the fucking aliens. Yo, I bet I bet I bet all the people that got abducted by aliens, I bet he's the one who get abducted. He he looks at him and like, Don't protest. He'd get abducted and just be like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> he's like, I fucking knew it. You ain't He'd be like, I always knew you guys. I'd be like, real. yo, I got these two other guys. Let's just go abduct them, bro. <laughs> I'll show you where they're at. Well, three now that Yoder's here. There you go. <laughs> We'll do a pod from this from the fucking UFO. That'd be sick, bro. You'll be saying we want to speak to you. Later. Hey, motherfucker, you talking? We bring him to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that would get us on there real quick. Yo, yo, if you think about it, how mad will our government be if we actually talk to aliens before them? Like how? How mad? Uh, it's not before them. Yeah, they've talked to them. Trust no, me. No, I'm talking about they actually want to talk, have full blown conversations. Yeah, oh, just... they've had full blown conversations. Trust me. They say there's like a peace accord made in like the '60s or something. Mm. Oh, who knows? Wouldn't surprise me. Or it could be possible Zorberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg is the alien. They left him here to to study no, us. Zorberg. Zorberg from fucking Futurama. Where where Phil came his own grandfather. <laughs> here we go. Uh, another spec- speculation uh, was that the campsite fell within the path of a Soviet patri- parachute mine exercise. This theory alleges that the hikers, woken by loud explosions, fled the tent in a shoeless panic and found themselves unable to return for supply retrieval. After some members froze to death attempting to endure the bombardment, Others commandeered their clothing only to be fatally injured by subsequent parachute mine concussions. There are indeed records of parachute mines being tested by the Soviet military in the area around the time the hikers were there. Parachute mines detonate while still in the air rather than upon striking the Earth's surface and produce a signature injuries similar to those experienced by the hikers. Heavy internal damage with relatively little external trauma the theory coincides with reported sightings of glowing orange orbs floating or flailing around in the sky, which, within the general vicinity of the hikers and allegedly f- photographed by them, a p- potentially military aircraft are descending parachute mines. 
This theory, among others, uses scavenging animals to explain Dabina's injuries. Some speculate that the bodies were unnaturally manipulated on the basis of characteristic liver mortis markings discovered during an autopsy, as well as burns to the hair and skin. Listen to this shit. Anatoly Gushin uh, summarized his research in the book of The Price of State Secrets as Nine Lives. Some researchers criticized the work for its concentration on the speculative theory of a Soviet secret weapon experiment. But its publication led to public discussion, stimulated by interest in the paranormal. Indeed, many of those who had remained silent for 30 years reported new facts about the accident. One of them was the former police officer, Lev Nikitich Ivanov, who led the official inquest in 1959. In 1990, he published an article that included his admission that the investigation team had no rational explanation for the incident. He also stated that after his team reported that they had seen flying spheres, he then received direct orders from high-ranking regional officials to dismiss his claim. Fucking aliens. Uh... Damn. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So if, if you had to guess, what what are you what are you hedging your bets on there, Cheetah? I don't know, man. I think it's I don't know, I want I really want it to be a fucking Yeti, but I feel like it's probably not a Yeti. But I could definitely see it being like some kind of like supernatural like being of some sort. Or or, or maybe even the Mansi people were involved and you know, and they that you know, a lot of those old tribe, those olden tribes like that, they're into a lot of that spiritual shit, you know. Yeah, you only got so maybe, they got old secrets that go maybe back. They, for maybe fucking... they did something, and like you said, do you think people that have been around that long wouldn't be good at covering up their shit? They'd be fucking great at it. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. it could be. It literally could be anything. That's the thing about the Dilatov Passage. It could be literally anything. Yo, uh, I'm looking at the photo of it. Of the, uh, I'm doing Google Maps on it. It's a real beautiful area. I bet it is, yeah. Uh, one of the guys who uh, looked into this, a geohazards expert, uh, when asked about it, said, I can't understand why else they would have behaved in that way unless they were trying to flee from someone who's been tracking them. So, Oh, sweet. They got like the sick-ass uh, statue. All these guys in the rocks, like climbing a rock. Is it supposed to be in the honor of those guys? Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's probably... And a lot of people say, like... The thing that really bothered me about, like, the avalanche theory is... It didn't seem like any of them really left each other, you know what I mean? They kind of all were found close enough to each other. Like, I feel like if you're in an avalanche, you're not going to be... You know what I mean? You're not going to be that... You're not going to basically escape as kind of, like, as a group. If you're in a fucking avalanche, you know what I mean? So maybe, like the guy said, maybe something was fucking chasing them. Maybe something was tracking them, man, and they knew it, and they had to get out. Yeah. Or and they it? paid the price for it. Or it could be the Yeti. The ultimate price. Oh, Del Tato Paso. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think, Papa Yoder? What's your theory? Whatever it was, it was powerful, because you have cracked skulls. You have... Uh, Internal bleeding, chest trauma, fatal skull injury, severe chest trauma. 
That's what I'm saying. None of that shit makes any sense. It's not going to happen from an avalanche. Yes. That's what this guy at work was like, oh, yeah, it was an avalanche. I'm like, bro, avalanche ain't crushing your fucking skull, dude. Wait, wait. They're crushing your chest in, dude. No, Come on. Um, I'm not defending the avalanche story, but it can be pop if you want the word by the because when I was seeing this picture, I saw, like, rocks area. But what if, like, the... I'm not saying that it was an avalanche, but what if it was an avalanche just push these guys? But then again... Also a bunch of rocks falling bunch down, of rocks too. Are, like, yeah, but why? if there was an avalanche, why wouldn't they have found them under fucking feet of snow? Well, they, they found them basically they, just they sitting a by a tree. under four meters of snow, um, right? But yeah, that could have uh, just been snowfall, though. No, but um, with the snow, I was, when I was found out today, it was uh, they digged in, like, like, like how some of them, like four of them, three of them got hypothermia, because they dig into a ground... And it was running water. The water was didn't freeze. It was some strange reason. And they uh, got hypothermia mm-hmm. because of that. Some strange reason. <laughs> and, and um, spiritual water. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, they had a like a little stove inside the tent. That's what you knows like some of these pictures look like they were burnt. And then one guy's just standing there smiling. Yeah, they got in a ruffle. Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me a lot of? Thinking about the Dalatov pass. Reminds me a lot of my boy, Erner Shackleton. Mm. Oh, dude. Are you, are you talking about... Uh, what a great episode that was. Yeah, was. you talking about Shackleton? Is that... Uh... Am I talking about Erner Shackleton? I don't know. Maybe I am because of the fact that I said Erner Shackleton. Mm. Are, are you talking about... Are you talking about uh, yo, you, hear, you know about uh, Antarctica? They're, they're hiding something in Antarctica. Admiral Byrd. You gotta look up Admiral Byrd, dude. Yep. No, I, but how crazy is like if if you try to look up on like Google Maps or something, they only let you see a certain part. It's only cut off like. I'm starting to believe that maybe the world is flat. Oh Jesus <laughs> bro, Christ! And maybe Antarctica is just encircles us, bro. Boy, here but, we go. But then someone said, "Am I going off the deep end?" Just to be honest and tell yes. me. Yes. No. No. I, I That's the one I'll never be able to get behind is that one. Bro, why Dude, if you look up it we... literally looks like a sphere if you Bro, look in the air. Why can't they the wind that's no, the windows are fish eyed to make it look like that. Oh. Bro, why can't we go back to the moon, bro? Why, if we went to the moon in the fifties, why can't we go back to the moon, six, bro? Six sixty nine seventies. Huh? Tell me. <laughs> we they say now NASA says, "Oh, we can't get past the Van Allen radiation belt." Then how do we do it? A hundred years there ago. Before. It wasn't it there happened. before. It just happened. No, it did not. Yeah, dude. it did, dude. Bro, if the, if, if the world is flat, then people down under would be falling off. There's probably fucking inner Earth people too, bro. Dude, oh, there's mole people for sure. There's definitely one hundred percent. You ever play Fallout? Dude, there's one hundred percent people that live under the ground. Dude, one hundred percent. You ever seen the stories about people that live in like old subway tunnels and shit? The people that live under Vegas in the tunnels, the Fucking sewers. Wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's a porn star that used to be a porn star. She lives under there now. <laughs> Her name is Jenna Lee. She's yeah, all um, fucked up now. Nice. Yeah, um, they were saying because, that's messed up. Yeah. Uh, according to March twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, they were saying uh, a direct evidence of from Daltoff Pass area also obtained in these explaining confirmed the region in avalanche. Like they were trying to say avalanche, and then slop about the location of Ingon Group or Eargo. 
Or I got, or what? How you say? Igor. Igor. Yeah. Igor and group pitchers pitcher since after stepping are steep enough for Avalanche to to release. That's what they're saying. It was Avalanche. Yeah. Well, of course they're gonna classify as an Avalanche. It's the easiest way to shut the case and get people to shut up. Yeah, that's they a, don't want people looking into it. That's an interesting one there, bro. Yeah, Tyler Toff's crazy, man. Always been one of my favorite stories. Reminds me, of, sure. reminds me of the missing 411. Yeah, those are good ones, too. They're saying that the footprints that they found were of them walking and not running. Interesting. Hmm. Which is weird because there's yeah, if there's an avalanche, chased. why would you walk away? Right, or being chased by something. Mm. What changes things? It's so weird that they've ripped through the tent. Inside, not outside. Yeah, they ripped out of it. What what was that fucking, uh, they do the, uh, Simon or whoever fucking they do that was added on? The one that might have changed it, stolen someone's identity after World War II? Yeah. Could have very well been him. He, don't forget, Wubby was a Russian spy. Or maybe like Chup was saying, maybe they're fucking the, something in the bread made him trip, dude. Maybe they thought one of them, maybe one of them thought they were, you know. They all start turning on each other and shit. Maybe, yeah, man. Uh, dude, you, you know what I'm surprised about? They didn't make a movie. They didn't make like a horror movie. No, there is a bunch of them. There's a video game, a Russian video game made after too. Of course there is. I, I think there's a movie called A Strange Compelling Force. They also found bodies covered under cedar and blankets. Hmm. So they had time to take a blanket with them? And, and cedar. What the fuck? That's so weird. Yo, if you guys don't hear from us, the Russians got us. <laughs> yo, we, I think we got a shit list. You know too much. Oh, we're <laughs> definitely on a list, boys. Yo, yo what, what... A Walt Disney's on our ass for some bullshit we did to them. Maybe that's how we'll finally meet Rogan. They'll all bring us all in that's on the list. <laughs> like, we'll be like, oh shit, it's Rogan. I say, yo, the first. They're like, what's up, boys? You want to do some DMT? <laughs> hey, I'll I do st- it. I snuck some DMT in here. You want to do butt. some horse medicine with me? <laughs> yo, Ivermectin. Yo, if I ever get a chance to meet Rogan, I say, hey, you want to smoke now or later? <laughs> Yo, you know what's? I'd be a- like, bro, I'd be like, yo, can you please choke this guy out? <laughs> please, dude. Just, just, just fucking so kick him in the face, dude. Kick him in the face just one time. Uh, speaking of this, though, reminds me of something. You ever want to hear like, uh, you ever want to go down the rabbit hole of like government, like with aliens and shit, dude? Go listen to the Joe Rogan episode when he has that fucking uh, dude on there that worked for. Area 51. That's oh, Bob, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. That dude just talks about some wild fucking shit on there. That shit was crazy, some of the shit he was saying. Yeah, when he was describing the fucking UFOs, bro. That shit was crazy. They said they didn't even know, like, they were trying to reverse engineer it. Yeah. And they couldn't even figure out, like, what the fuck was even powering these things. It's wild, dude. That, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out for sure. It's hot as fuck. Yeah, it is hot in here. Oh, and I'm oh. dying over here. All right, boys, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Man, that was a solid episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Dude, every- we got to start doing more shit like this. Like these you said, like ones. four and one shit. Uh, that yeah, shit's always... This is a good one. That shit's always wild, dude. The mysteries. Stories, yeah. I, I like the... 
I like the stories that don't really have a conclusion, so they always kind of leave them open for yeah, like interpretation. Like, Those are always the best. Or like like our interpretation. Yeah, well, you know, like we have our opinions about it, but you know, somebody else can listen to it and be like, "No, nah, you know, I think it's this." You know, and I think the episodes like that are always great. They're always good for like the listeners, you know, because they can kind of just think what they think want. Their own Except for fighting, he just thinks the opposite of whatever we think, just to make me mad. <laughs> that's why he's fighting. That's, yeah, that's fighting. true. That's why I love him. When the fuck's that guy come on? Thought dude, he was that never, episode, dude. man. He's got all. He's all busy now, dude. He's moving. Oh, I see how he's he got is. The family life. Yeah, he's just moved into a house and shit. I just got. I got. If he does come on, how the hell? How the hell, dude? Fighting will sit on your lap, duh. <laughs> or, what do you or, mean? Or They're best friends, dude. Or uh, it's what best friends do for each other. Too bad me and Cheetah's no rooms of car. No, <laughs> no, we're not there anymore. Sorry, we we is no, we're not. We're not there anymore. But, we're uh, back down to acquaintances. <laughs> we don't see each other. Well, enough. I I could see it like like it's, somebody had to share a mic. We'll figure it out, dude. There's no there's no reason thinking about it right now. Hell to the hell no. We have no idea when it's gonna happen. It'll happen eventually. We'll get him in here eventually. All right, y'all. When the time is right, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for a uh, troops episode next week. Was it mine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. What are we gonna do? Oh man? yeah. Do you guys want to do that? Hell yeah. Yeah. It sounds twice. Well, I, I think. I, I, are going. you talking about? Are you talking about the? I'm not gonna say. Don't it, give it up. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it. Yeah. After. Yeah. We'll talk about it after because I. Yeah. This will be good. I, I kind of. I may or may kind of forgotten. Yeah, what about the episode with the that we were working on when we had the computer? That was good. Uh, yeah, we could do it again. We could probably do that again. The three eleven. Fuck that episode. Yeah, that I'm bad, bad juju. Brought I'm just because we just had the nine year old that was. Oh yeah. Found. Yeah, and yeah. That was crazy oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. In the house that they knew the suspect. Uh huh. He was looking to get some Peter touching. Fucking weirdos, dude. Yeah, speaking of Peter People touching, do you see Jesus. fucking Kevin Spacey's in the hospital? I think he had a heart attack. Oh, I hope he has another one. Fucking loser. Fucking Epstein Island, fuck. Yeah. Hey, I heard Yoda was on Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you about to come up beat your ass. That's the first time I've ever seen Yoda look at me and not be smiling. I was scared for a second. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to beat your I ass. I thought I unlocked a, d- a new version of him. <laughs> yo, he's going he's gonna to make you 1-800 drunk that hoe. Uh-huh. Yo, yo, that is a funny movie. I, oh, my fucking God, please do not. Yo, what you? I called him up during that part when uh, Joe was like, help me. <laughs> like, I haven't seen the movie a hundred fucking times. He calls me just to say, hey, man, I'm at that part. And then he's like, okay, I got to go. The part's coming. That's yes. literally all he said to me and then hung up. Yo, quite literally, I, I had tears in my eyes because of that. <laughs> all right, man. Let's go fuck out here. It's hot. All right. I'm tired. Peace. All yeah. right, homies. I'll see you um, next week or something. Shut up, Richard. Show you people in See you later. Here next week. Catch you around, losers.